Hey, my friend, welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My name is Lori Seitz. I'm an entrepreneur, mentor, founder of Zen Rabbit, and your guide in moving from fine to fantastic. I love inspiring others to listen to their inner voice and encouraging them to take the steps toward fulfilling their soul. Join me here as we navigate through life transformation, moving from that place where you say everything's fine, it's just fine, but you're really feeling a deep undercurrent of suck. How do you move from there to a renewed sense of yourself? You're in the right place for stories and experiences of self-discovery and courage to help you on your journey. And you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. My guest today is Jack Perez. Jack is the founder of Cool Life, that's K-U-E-L, Life, where women can share, learn, shop, and play with our Second Act sisters. She is a champion for change, redefining modern midlife for women through curated content and women-driven brands. Jack earned an MBA from the University of Chicago. You'll hear why and what happened after that in our interview. Jack is an endorphin junkie who loves spending time with her son, who is on his way off to college, and traveling to exotic, off-the-beaten-path places such as Cuba, Jordan, Zambia, Bolivia, and Zanzibar. She's also an avid jump roper, Peloton fanatic, and third-degree black belt in Taekwondo, so do not mess with her. Listen to our conversation about being open to how new ideas come to you, making decisions, and finding your purpose. Quick reminder, today's episode is sponsored by Zen Rabbit. When you're ready to start living the next 20 years differently than you've lived the last 20, when you want to finally live life by your own rules and stop compromising who you really are, and when you want a guide so you can avoid the roadblocks on your way to the mental and emotional clarity and strength to do that, the fuck being fine experience is here for you. Oh, did I just say that? I mean the F being fine experience. I'd love to chat with you about your journey. Go to zenrabbit.com to learn more or to schedule a complimentary call. Hello and welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My guest today is Jack Perez, and I am so excited. I'm always excited. I say that every time. I'm so excited to have this guest, but I really am. Jack and I met on Clubhouse originally, and I know this is going to be an amazing conversation. So let's get into it. Welcome, Jack. Thank you, Lori. I'm so glad to be here. It's such an honor, and I'm super excited about this podcast. So I get, I get, and it's okay to be excited every single time. That means you're, what you're doing, you're enjoying, right? Yes. Yes. And I just, and like I, I think I said before we uh, started recording is I'm just so honored that people are willing to share their stories with me and with my audience. It's really great. And honestly, that is how we grow and learn. I mean, on, and especially by the time we get to this age, whatever age that is, I'm years old. No, I mean, I don't even care. I'm going to be 57 next month. By this time, we have lots and lots of stories that can be helpful to other people. And, you know, even if you're not solving someone else's problem, if you're sharing and then they feel a little less alone, isn't that kind of difficult, even in and of its own, even if that's all that 
That's what I've always said. The purpose of this podcast is twofold is one to help people realize that there's nothing wrong with you. And two, you're not alone. Let me ask you the question that I start all of my interviews with. And that is what were the beliefs that were instilled in you as you were growing up that have carried through or that carried through until you realized that they weren't serving you anymore? That's a really great question. I I think that we sometimes overlook or forget how critical our family of origin is. My family of origin, I, I'm a first generation American. My parents came from Cuba in 1962. I was the first child born in the United States. That in and of itself is its own paradigm Meaning I had parents that culturally were very, very different and also did not have full control or dominion over the English language. In my single digits, Lori, I remember handling phone calls from the electric company or the water company because my parents weren't comfortable enough, particularly on a phone. I mean, they could they could mm-hmm. figure it out if they needed to through pantomime and and just kind of inferring and you know people being really kind and slow. But on the phone, that just didn't work. Their language skill just wasn't up to snuff. So I was tasked at a very young age to do a lot of tasks that are more associated with being older. So you were put into the position of being an adult before when you were still a child. In many in many situations, right? But not not bad situations. I mean, I know there are a lot of people out there that have horrible stories about about that happening but happening to them in a, in a, in a non good way. I was just tasked with more responsibility then maybe I could have or should have or whatever. I mean, you could should or could yourself to death, right? But what that did, it made, it helped me be the person I am. So I have no regrets, which is somebody who can figure stuff out and I can do anything I set my mind to. I don't shy away. I'm also very tenacious and very, very disciplined. Did that come from having to do those things or did that come from because those are the kind of people your parents were? I'm sure immigrating from Cuba, they had some of those characteristics just because immigrants do. Yeah. So is it from nurture or nature or a combination? I'm definitely my father's daughter and my my dad was a very self-disciplined uh, driving individual. I definitely got that. But then on top of that, then I also had to learn how to maneuver the world earlier than than some. But that's mm-hmm. okay. I can figure stuff out, which is a great thing to know about yourself. There's not a lot that you can throw at me that if I don't, if I can take a moment, mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like, or go look something up or, you know, come back to you, that I can figure it out. And I'm... I'm I'm up to many, many challenges because I just grew up being thrown into stuff that it's like, okay, well, you, you got to solve this problem for me because I don't understand what they're saying to me. I'm like, okay, but I'm nine and I'm not exactly sure I understand what they're saying to me, even right. English, but I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Did you realize this, this ability and this tenaciousness in the at the time, or is it just looking back? No, I had no idea at the time. I, how did I not know that every nine-year-old wasn't talking to the electric uh-huh. company? I had no idea. <laughs> right. For, you know, I had no clue. <laughs> and so as you got older, as you were a young adult, how did these characteristics or these beliefs, these, um, this way of being 
serve you or not serve you? Honestly, it has served me very, very well. I'm sure that if I dug deep down inside, there are things that I might not like about myself that are related to that or came from that or were derived from that. But I wouldn't change it because it is nice to know that you land on your feet. It's nice to have that confidence that luckily so far, I have been able to figure out every scenario that I have been placed in at some point in time. I mean, it's not like immediate. I'm not a, I'm not a genius. It takes me a bit. I might, like I said, it might take me some research. It might take me some education. It might take me, you know, some crying. <laughs> but I don't give up. I'm not, I, I'm not a giver-upper. I'm not a throw-in-the-towel kind of person. That's the case for a lot of people. Like, you will figure it out. But a lot of people may not have the, the confidence to believe that they will in the moment, like it sounds like you do. And because, I mean, that's just human nature. We will figure it out. It will be okay. What's that quote? If it's not okay, it's not the end. Correct. uh, It's all okay in the end. And if it's not okay, then it's not the end, I guess is the way the quote goes. Yeah, I think that's right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I do, I do believe in that. But of course, you know, I get I get frustrated just like everybody else and disappointed in myself and angry. You know, just recently somebody had this idea for my for my business and it's a fantastic idea. I'm not I'm not ready to talk about what the idea is just yet. I kicked myself for a week because I didn't come up with the idea. I'm like, mm. what is wrong with me? How could I have missed that? How could I have missed that? That's like the obvious play here. And I did not see that. And, you know, my family is like, okay, Jack, you can't think of everything (laughs) all the time. Right. It's really okay that somebody else brought this idea to light. I'm finally okay with that. But for a while, I was just kicking myself because I'm like, this is brilliant. How come come it didn't come from me, you know? Well, one of the ways to look at that is the universe brought it to you in a different way. Just because you didn't think of it doesn't mean it's not meant for you. Oh, no, it's meant for me. It's, it's just presented to you in a different way. And I'm okay. I'm okay with it now. But yeah, this yeah. is now, I've been percolating on this idea for a couple of weeks now. So I've now processed through it. But the my very first reaction after, oh my God, that's a brilliant idea, was why the F didn't I come up with it? Uh-huh. So tell me about a time when you were stuck in a place because this is fine to fantastic when you were stuck in a place that everything was just fine. And maybe those skills of tenacity and belief in yourself weren't necessarily working for you or you weren't employing them or whatever it was you were stuck at fine. I I was employing them to my detriment because it's the everything, right? It's the yin and yang of everything. When I graduated from college, I went and I became a consultant. I was a management consultant for a while. Had an amazing experience. I mean, it was just so much fun. I was traveling about 75 to 80% of my time. I was running projects, global projects. I was spending time in South America. It was an incredible opportunity. I had an office and a high rise in downtown Fort Lauderdale. I could see the ocean from my office. Okay, I'm 22. I had one but two admins. I had an expense account. Okay, so it was a pretty sweet gig. I didn't get paid paid a lot, but it was a pretty sweet gig. But my boss kept saying, Jacqueline, if you don't go back and get your graduate degree, you're going to stunt your career growth. You, ha- you you can't you can't get where you th- 
where you think you want to go, you can't get there with just a bachelor's. So I I did it. I went back and I got an MBA. I went to the University of Chicago, which if you don't know, is one of the best business mm-hmm. schools in the world. Mm-hmm. I then, you know, it did the interviewing thing like you do in graduate school and got recruited by, by Hewlett Packard, a Fortune 50 company, got moved out to California. It's looking, you know, like, wow, Jack's on the trajectory of, you know, she's going to make it. She's she's rise, she's going to rise the corporate ladder. I got to HP and all of a sudden I realized, I mean, not, not day one, but not that far into it, by the way, Lori. I finally sat, I was in a cubicle, right? Uh-oh. In a big, open, sort of warehousey space because I... Mm-hmm. For a manufacturing division, so we had manufacturing on site. So it was a it was a campus, but it was all of a sudden found myself in a cubicle, no admin, no expense account. At the end of every month, because they put me in finance, I was looking for missing dollars, whatever, missing thousand dollar here, missing ten thousand dollars over there. And I thought to myself, where did I go wrong? Yeah. Now I'm just one of the commoners. Where's my office? I'm not making a difference anymore. Who cares where this $10,000 is? Really? Do we care? Mm -hmm. Who cares? Please somebody raise their hand. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) And it got worse because you don't get recruited, you know, from a Fortune 50 company, from a top business school into finance and then leave after a few weeks. You don't do that. That's not right. a good sign on your resume. That is not that is not the picture that you want to paint. So you stick you stick to it. You pull up your tenacity and your self discipline, and you make yourself go to work every day. And I kept trying. I'm like, okay, well, this job isn't working, but there's a gajillion jobs in at HP. I can find a different one. I'd find a different one. I'd look at my manager and go, hmm, don't want his job. I'd look at his manager. I'm like, I don't want her job. Go find a different job within HP. I did that for about six years and finally realized I can't. I have to get out. So I left mm-hmm. because everything was fine. I was making right. a lot more money than I was as an, you know, after undergrad. I had, you know, I was married. I had, you know, two cats. I was living in California. I was healthy. There wasn't anything wrong. Everything was fine. I had a good job. I wanted to stab myself with a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I hear this a lot from the people I talk to. And they're asking themselves, what, again, when we started, what is wrong with me? Look at all of this that I have. This is what people strive for. They work their entire careers for this. And right. I'm not happy with it. Right. I'm ungrateful. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's not a yeah. lot of people who have education, had the opportunities. What? What was wrong with me? Why wasn't that enough? Why was I yeah. not satisfied? And not even just not satisfied. I I was unhappy. And probably making yourself even more unhappy by beating yourself up for not being happy. Right. You know. Yeah. And then when I wanted to leave, my husband at the time was really, really pushed back on me. Rightfully so, because he was working out on his own. So we were using my my full-time employment with benefits, keywords with benefits. Yes. Because when you work for yourself, you d- no one's given those to you. You either right. forego them or pay for them out of your own pocket. It was important for me to keep the job for as long as I did. It, it made sense, but I was unhappy and frustrated. Yeah. With myself right. because I didn't understand. I'm like, well, if this isn't it, then what is it? 
Right. And, and how long did it take you in terms of soul searching to figure out, okay, it's not just moving to another job, another company, maybe, maybe HP is not the place for you, but you decided I'm not going to another company. I want to do my own thing. How did you get to that decision? That was a very easy leap because I had been um, working, right? And my husband at the time was working for himself. I saw it around me all the time. I mean, vicariously and by relation, right? Because I was living with someone who had their own gig. I could see what that meant. And it wasn't even, I mean, yes, there are lifestyle factors that are around, as, as we both know, there are lifestyle factors. But what really called my attention, like what really sang to me was the fact that what he did, what he provided, whatever it was, the result of that, good or bad, happened very quickly. And it was a direct line to what he did mm. versus working for a larger corporation where it's a lot of management by consensus and a lot of group activities. What what, right. what I did, did it matter? Did I make a difference? Did I, did I push the needle in either direction? I don't know. I'll never know. I am the kind of human who needs to know immediately, hey, that was really good. Thank you. Or, hey, that really sucked. You need to go back and rethink that or because that didn't work. The immediate feedback. I do. I have no yeah. patience. I have no patience. Okay. All right. Well, and the universe is getting its last laugh with that with me by now. <laughs> it always does. Oh, really? No patience? Huh? We'll see about that, Missy. Yeah. Let me give you some experiences to help you practice that. I'm getting tons and tons of practice now. Awesome. Fantastic. What What were the tools? Were there tools that you were using to keep yourself sane when you were in the situation that everything's fine here? Were there tools or did you not find them until later? When did you find them and what precipitated your finding them? If by tools you mean distractions, I had plenty of them, but they weren't necessarily healthy distractions, right? I mean, okay. I, I, I did some things to blow up my personal life because I was so bored. This was the thing. I was so bored. I did not feel like I was living my purpose. I did not wake up in the morning, could, you know, not, you know, with anticipation about oh, what do I get to do today or how am I going to change the world today or how am I going to make a difference today? That just wasn't it. So I started to look for areas outside of the job. But when you work for a company like that in, an, in a situation like that, that takes up most of your waking hours, by the way. Yes, I know. It, it drains all the energy. Yeah. You mentioned finding your purpose. What do you feel like you have found your purpose now? And how did you how did you get there? Because a lot of people feel like I don't know what my purpose is. I need to find my purpose. But how does one do that? I would like to tell you that I know exactly how you find your purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could send you a little map with the recipe of, and you could share it with all of your listeners. And we would yeah, all just download off. this free PDF. Right, exactly. <laughs> By the end of it, you will have your purpose. Yeah, didn't work that way. As a matter of fact, it revealed itself to me. Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. And how it did was once again, because I was unhappy. Or like, are you a fan of, are you, are you, you're a music person, right? Do you know, do you know 
the band Till Tuesday, Amy Mann. Do you remember that yeah. band? Uh-huh. Yeah. So some of the most amazing songs she ever wrote was when she was in excruciating pain. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, this chicken, right? When she's not feeling well, when she's in pain. So basically that I, I think we create more or we, we have to be more resolved or be more vulnerable or something. There's something about when we're not happy, when things are not going well. And I guess maybe it's because our mindset is, well, I've got nothing to lose. It can't can't get much worse, right? That type or, of thing. or maybe it's because your soul is so ripped open. That you're that willing it's... to hear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe you're willing to notice or hear because you're looking. What happened was, Lori, I started really struggling with being in my early 50s. I was going through menopause and it did not do, I did not do well in menopause. I didn't know much about it. I didn't even Mm -hmm. know that's why I was feeling the crazy symptoms. And the symptoms ranged everywhere from, you know, your typical weight gain to, I couldn't regulate my emotions. I wasn't Mm -hmm. a good, I wasn't a good parent. I wasn't a good partner. I wasn't a good person to me. I wasn't even a good steward of my own life at that point in time. When I started digging deep to figure out how to fix that, I realized that I wasn't alone, that we had, I have so many women around me who were struggling with many of the same issues. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that that's my purpose, that my purpose was to, to be part of the movement and lead the movement to normalizing aging. Because every person, if they're lucky enough, gets to age. And Mm -hmm. every other human on the planet, more than every other human, because women outnumber men, we go through menopause. We go through, if you've had children, you go through the empty nest. If you're lucky, right? If you did your job, you're going to go through that. You know, if you did your job, you're going to have aging parents that you have to deal with and kids that are leaving the nest. There are all these things that happen to us at this particular time of life that I didn't think, I didn't see it being normalized. It wasn't, you know, it's like, don't talk about it. Don't tell your Mm -hmm. employer you're going through menopause. Don't bring your, don't bring the fact that you're weepy because your son graduated from high school and is leaving to go to college because you'll be, you know, you'll be looked at like some weak woman and and you you can't show that to your employers you can't show that to the world you can't be who you really are well and the thing is that we all go through it so Mm -hmm. why are we hiding it why isn't it considered normal and then we get to share our normals with one another and and help one another right so that's what made me realize that that was my purpose because I was so unhappy and when I was figuring it out for myself I thought if this is quote unquote normal and every other, everyone's aging and every other person is going through a lot of the same things that I'm going through, but no one's talking about it. We're not doing it together. We're not collaborating. We're not sharing. We're not lifting each other up. We're all doing it in our own little corners. That's got to stop. Because again, so many of us feel like I got it. I got it. It's just me, but I will power through because I'm tough or I, I can handle it. And you don't think to reach out for help or collaborate or even think, oh, is anybody else to ask the question? Is anybody else going through this? Right. It must just be me. Yeah. And I do believe that each and every one of us can power through it. We can. We can get through it. Yeah. Our mothers did it. Our grandmothers did it. Women have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. But why? Just because we have been, just because we can 
Right. Why? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, evolution allows us to find a better way. Exactly. If there's a better way, why not look for it? Why not employ it? Why not pursue it? So back to the whole purpose thing. It's not like I did some sort of exercise or went through some class or had a life coach that put me through my paces and, you know, my journaled. No, it literally hit me over the head like a two by four because I was so unhappy and couldn't find support. So I decided to build a support system. (laughs) To build a support system that you weren't finding elsewhere. Correct. One of the themes I'm hearing from you in our conversation is that you are very good at making deliberate decisions. How would you advise other people who maybe aren't so good at doing that to if they wanted to be better at it? Oh, it's so easy. Just remember, you can make a different decision just as deliberately 30 seconds later. So you can make a decision and then decide to undecide. Yeah, nothing is permanent. No. Right? I make decisions all the time. I'm a really great decision maker. But you come back five minutes from now and that decision I made five minutes ago, I might be telling you something completely different and you're going to look at me like, but Jack, you just said blah, blah, blah. And I said, yes, I did. And I 100% believed that five minutes ago. But now I have (laughs) this information that I did not have five minutes ago. And I'm telling you, this is the new decision. And I will be just as adamant about it because you can just always redecide. Mm -hmm. To me, making the decision is important because it puts it puts an anchor in place for me. It puts like a, right. a starting point. That's such then, a good way of putting it, putting an anchor. Yeah, it just gives me, it gives me a starting point. So then once I've decided something, I start pursuing it. If it's not what I thought it was or isn't working out the way I want it to work out or all of a sudden I have a piece of information, back what I was saying a little bit earlier about how this person brought this piece of information about where I should be taking my business. And mm-hmm. I didn't have it, but your perspective is so right, but she had it. <laughs> And she gave Mm -hmm. it to me. So I made a different decision. And that's, do you see what I'm saying? Right. Make the decision. And when things change, which they always will, you can make a different decision. But you have to make a decision in order to move forward. Otherwise, you're just kind of, like you said, using that anchor. So if you're not making a decision and putting an anchor down, then you're just kind of floating around. If we're going to go with the boat analogy, you're just kind of floating in the water, unmoored. And if you're not willing to make decisions for yourself, circumstances will make them for you. Decisions yes. will be made. Correct. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of as we were speaking of music? I always go back to song analogies is Rush has that song. If you choose, what is it? Um, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Choosing not to choose is a choice. You chose it. And so you might as well make a choice that serves you as opposed to having it imposed upon you. It always frustrates me when people say, well, I didn't have a choice. I'm like, no, that's just not true. That's -hmm. that's just not factually correct. (laughs) I have enjoyed our time together. And before we go, I need to ask you, what is your hype song, the song that you go to, to charge you up, fuel you when you need extra, an extra boost of energy? What's the song you listen to? Okay, this is embarrassing, but I don't care. (laughs) It is Don't Rain on My Parade by Barbara Streisand, originally from the movie Funny Girl. Yes. 
Yes. So it's don't yeah. rain on the parade. You know, don't don't tell me not to fly. I simply got to. It's basically about I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna live my life. And if I fail, if I am not the shiny apple of its eye, that is my problem, not anybody else's. But don't rain on my parade because I'm going after it. And I love that song. I, I use it to run with, to jump rope with, to sing in the kitchen in the mornings to, I mean, I just use that song all the time. <laughs> and she's such a great role model for a strong woman. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. I love her. She's pretty much lived life by her own standards, whatever that is. Yes. A lot of people don't like her because. Because of that. But if she were a man, nobody would have ever said boo about her. Right. By her own rules and her own. Yeah, she just makes her own rules and, you know. And is unapologetic for them. And is unapologetic. How can people reach you and learn more about what you're doing now? Well, I do have a digital platform that is dedicated to women in midlife and beyond. So 45 plus. It's called Cool Life. And I spell cool all crazy, as you know, since you're one of my cool life experts. It's K-U-E-L life.com. If you, if you are a woman who's 45 plus, just hop on out there. There are so many articles, of all, all relevant to women at this time, about emptiness, about gray divorce, money. Women have a lot of issues with money. I have three money experts. So there's a lot of amazing content that is curated specifically for this time of life and for women. You can reach me through Instagram, through Facebook, through the site, you can just send me an email. I'm always looking for women to collaborate with. The other thing, Lori, is that I do have that curated shopping experience on the site. So if any of your listeners are women who own a a brand, like they have a jewelry brand or they're artists or they make clothing, please reach out to me. Let's see if you belong in that shop because that whole shopping experience is specifically designed to enable and empower women-owned products. And I did that with intention because I want to be able to empower and support other women entrepreneurs. Right. And, and it is it is such a fantastic collection of, of goods in there. Yeah. And what's cool about it is that, you know, I mean, it's not, you're not going to get it in an Amazon truck four hours from now because a lot of those items are handmade or made to order. They're, you know, they're not mass manufactured in China. So, but, but you get to purchase with a purpose. Seriously. Like if you buy something from one of these women, you are directly impacting their financial well-being, which yeah. Makes me feel good when I buy something. Yeah, and you get something that is not what everybody else has. It's great for intentional gift giving, either to yourself or mm-hmm. somebody else, you know. And we'll put links in the show notes to the website and to all your social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining me today. Jack has a special gift for my listeners. Tell us what it is. I am willing and I want to give away a year membership to the Cool Life platform. There are plenty of perks, which I don't need to go into all the details. Maybe we can put the details in the in the show sure. notes. Sure, sure. But if you click on the link in the show notes and um, give me your name and your email, I'll put you in a drawing that I will draw 
a woman after this show airs. Well, Lori will get back to everybody mm -hmm. through Instagram or social media and we'll announce a winner and give a year subscription away to Cool Life. I, I would love to do that. Yeah. Oh, what, what a wonderful gift. Thank you so much for sharing that. My pleasure. And thank you for being here with me on Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Thank you, Lori. I had such a good time. As happens with all my guests, Jack and I were chatting after we finished recording. That exchange went into a different direction and was equally valuable. I wish we had been able to share what we came up with then, too. But she's agreed to come back another time so we can continue that discussion and let you in on it. Here are the key takeaways from today's conversation. Number one, be aware that the universe has many different ways of bringing ideas to you. They don't all come to you directly. Be open to getting messages through different channels. And then, of course, acting on them. Number two, other people's definition of success is not necessarily your definition of success. Jack went and got her MBA and went to work for a Fortune 50 company because that's what she bought into as success. But when she got there, she found herself extremely unhappy. When you have to make yourself go to work or wherever and drag yourself through the day doing things that don't bring you joy, that's when it's time to reevaluate your choices and make new ones. Number three, in the meantime, while you're repositioning your life, because that doesn't just happen overnight, pay attention to whether you're using productive, healthy tools to help you move through that time or distractions. If what you're doing isn't helping you grow into a better version of yourself, it's probably a distraction. Number four, sometimes your purpose or the direction you're supposed to go comes to you through unhappiness, when you are in extreme pain, when you can't find something you need and you decide to create it. That's exactly why I created the F being fine experience. Number five, we talked about making deliberate decisions. The way to do that is decide something, start pursuing it, and if it's not working out the way you expected it to, or you get new information, you can make a different decision. But you have to start with a first decision. Thanks for being here and subscribing to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Please share this show with a friend. If you're feeling especially generous, leave a review so other women like you can discover the show too. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all the major podcast directories. And I'd love to hear what's happening in your world. Join me on social. On Instagram, it's zen underscore rabbit. You can find links to the other platforms at zenrabbit.com. Before you go, remember to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for today. And lastly, you can find this week's meditation queued up right after this episode. Or maybe it's just before, depending on where you're listening. Look for it. You'll find it because you always find exactly what you're looking for. Remember that.